What is good, everybody? Welcome to another Gold Diggers podcast, part of the Niners Nation Podcast Network. I am Rob Stats Guerrera, and with me, as always, on a Friday, Michelle Majuk. What's up, Michelle? Hey, hey. It's football time, yeah. finally. Uh, I'm so excited to see my Steelers get their booties kicked by Joe Burrow <laughs> in the Bengals offense. But so on a scale from one to 10, how excited are you for this game? Because d- with it being against the Bears, does it take it down a little bit? No, 10 out of 10 excited, geeking okay. out, bouncing off the walls. I've been waiting months for this. I wanted the Trey Lance, Justin Fields matchup last season. Damn it. I'm No, I couldn't be more excited for the start of football. This is going to be awesome. It is. Now, do you know that this game has the lowest over under on the week at 40 yeah. points? That doesn't surprise me. It might be a little rainy. Um, yeah, I don't know that it's going to be crazy high scoring. I don't care, man. It's football. Oh, yeah. it's, it's back. Football. We get to see Trey Lance out there. No, it'll be a great time. I am very excited for this game. Before we get into breaking down the matchup, getting into some prop bets and all that stuff, I want to remind you, please rate, review, and follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. We are the fastest growing 49ers podcast on the planet. That is due to you. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We always say if you leave a review, we will read it. This one, Michelle, comes from that one dude, 4829292. Oh. <laughs> one star. Change the Friday lineup. Stats isn't too bad, but Michelle Majuk is god-awful. Apparently, she's very stat and advanced metric focused, but nothing she says is of substance or makes sense. She's full of her own opinion and bias. Also, her fantasy tales are absolute garbage, unsubscribed until they fix the Friday show. I wonder what I said to make him real mad. But he is following the rules, either five or one stars. So I'll give him props for that. There was no two or three stars for you in there. So it's like, okay, you followed the rules. Now everyone has to like me. Here's my question. How will you know that we fixed the Friday show if you've unsubscribed? Mm, that's a good question. Yeah. That I, is I guess you'll have question. to reach out to dude five seven nine a hundred thousand <laughs> five seven nine. Yeah. Uh no, that's okay. Now everyone has to like me. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I don't know what you did. I have a feeling it's just the fact that you're female and doing a football show and this guy doesn't like, but we love or you. Or I said some guy wasn't going to be good in fantasy and he got mad at me. Right. Or maybe it didn't work out and somehow he got burned. There was a negative one about me, which honestly I can't find anymore, but it was weird because it was get rid of stats, but it was a five-star review, which is odd because nobody hosts more shows on this network than me. But nonetheless, whatever. <laughs> But thank you for the reviews. Like we say, good, bad, ugly. We read them on the show. There are also plenty of bad ones about me because people are mad that I've talked about Trey Lance and the captaincy thing, which Kyle Shanahan continues to talk about, literally was on KMBR this morning as we record this, saying, oh, we don't give the captaincy to mollify people on Twitter. It's, it just The more you get into it and the more you break it down, it's clear. The Niners are doing this on purpose. I think they like creating drama. Like I I just, there's like certain ways that you could just go about like, you know, making things easier for yourself and for your players. And, you know, they don't want to go that route, but it's okay. It's okay. Just one more thing on this and then we'll move on to the Bears game. I promise. Because I just had to tweet this out this morning because people keep saying that Trey Lance hasn't earned it. Jimmy Garoppolo was a captain going into 2019. At that point, 
Jimmy had played in nine total games for the 49ers. Trey Lance has played in six total games for the 49ers. So don't tell me that Jimmy Garoppolo somehow earned it in his, what, the five starts that he had in 2017. It's absurd. It is absurd. And I don't care what Kyle Shanahan says and what the Niners say. Everything that they are doing says that they are not 100% all in on Trey Lance, which I think is dumb. I think they should be because I think Trey's going to be good. Yeah, and I, I had a lot of people come to me and be like, well, we have just too many good veterans. It's like, I'm not saying that Trey Lance should have been a captain over any of those six guys, but just have seven like you normally do. And then Kyle Shanahan kind of got caught in that lie. Like, oh, yep. well, I don't even know if we could have seven go to the coin toss. It's like, well, you've had seven last year, so you know. <laughs> and the you're past fine two years year. you've had seven. But then also, if you're – like these veterans aren't new. You had these same guys in your team last year and Jimmy Garoppolo was a captain last year. So it's like, why was Jimmy G good enough to be a captain over these vets, but not Trey Lance? It's a whole thing. I do think it's bullshit. Like I, I just do. I don't think it's going to matter so much about like if he's going to end up being good in the NFL but this is just another way that they could have put confidence into the young guy, especially after, you know, keeping Jimmy Garoppolo, which he says he's fine with. It's all good and dandy. But since he was such a good team player there where he's like, yeah, let's have Jimmy Garoppolo be the backup. Maybe you throw him a bone. Just like, just do one thing for him to mm -hmm. put confidence in him. I just, it's just another way. It's so easy. I mean, it was so easy. He was voted seventh. You had seven captains last year. Just have seven. And everyone's happy. Like It's just the simplest of things, and they didn't do it. But like I said last episode, we're going to be positive on the show, and I don't think Trey Lance being captain or not is going to affect anything with the this week one game, and they should blow out the Bears. So let's get into that. Yeah, I like I think he's going to be good this week. I think that they are going to run the hell out of the ball. And you put me onto this this line of thinking, though. So I want to give you credit for that. I think basically they're going to run the ball. And in a perfect world, Trey has like 20 pass attempts and like 15 of those are play actions. I think that that's what they want to do with him. So I have a fun little note to go with that because quarterbacks, let's let's get into this note that I just found. There have been three quarterbacks since 2000 to win 10 plus games in their age 22 or younger season. Lance is not going to, yep. Uh, can I guess? Yes, to win 10 plus games for their team at age 22 or younger. 22 or younger, man, is uh, Russell Wilson. No. Damn, are they recent? Well, they have to be. It's inside, one inside. was one was recent. The other two uh, were over ten years ago. Matt Ryan. No. Damn it. Okay, just tell me. All right, it was Lamar Jackson last oh. twenty nineteen. You got Josh Freeman for the Buccaneers in twenty ten, and if Josh <laughs> Freeman can do it, anyone can. And then you got Ben Roethlisberger in two thousand and four for the Steelers. Now both of those, all three of those teams are top ten in rushing. The Ravens and the Steelers were top two in rushing that season. Mm. And then their defense were also top 10 for all three teams. The Ravens had a top three defense. The Steelers had the number one defense that year. This team, like looking at this, it should be a heavy running team. And if their defense is as good as we think it'll be, it should be up there in the top 10. Like this is why I'm saying, I just think I don't see Trey Lance throwing the ball 550 plus times this year. I don't even see him getting over 500 because I don't think that's a winning formula for him this early in his career. 
they are 100% set up to have a winning formula, a winning year this year with a quarterback as inexperienced as Trey Lance, as you clearly just pointed out. I can't believe I didn't get the Lamar one. Man, that's bad. Yeah, that Lamar one was pretty easy. And the yeah. Ben one, I think, is pretty easy. Like, he went 13-0 and 0 as a rookie. That's pretty insane. You know, I just thought he was just going to be too old because I figured he was at Miami of Ohio. Like, maybe he played four years. I forgot how long he was in college. So, yeah, that's a bad look by me. But no, they are set up to do this. This is exactly, if you're going to start a quarterback this inexperienced and this young, you have to have this other stuff around him in order for him to be in a position to succeed. And they do. Like, it's clear the formula we have seen work in the NFL, as you just pointed out. And I, I just think that if he goes out there and plays well, which I think he will, that will help so much of this other noise. And you can get on me and say, well, you're the one creating the noise, but the 49ers are doing things to generate that reaction. And it's not just me. It's Peter King. It's national people because they see things the way I see them. So I want Trey to come out and kick ass. And then we can all just unify behind that. Like, I, I'm not your enemy, 49ers fans. I root for them. I love them. I'm rooting for Trey. So go out kick ass like the bills kicked ass on thursday night football oh, and we can all goodness. move on together how great was that by the way the rams looked lost like i get the bills have a really good defense they were the number one defense last year so maybe they're maybe the rams offensive line is not as bad as it seemed last night maybe matthew stafford's arm like i felt like some throws he looked like old philip rivers like he had to put so much into it that was concerning for me. Their yep. run game was non-existent because they gave Cam Akers like five snaps. I don't know. That was weird. And Daryl Henderson tried his best, but he had no room to work. And I mean, Cooper Cup still looks amazing. But besides that, that, that Rams team looks lost. I don't care what the Rams say. Something is not right with Matthew Stafford's arm. He looked like he was throwing the ball differently than he's ever thrown it. He was way over the top. He usually would do sidearm and stuff like that. He was way more over the top with his delivery. He was inaccurate at times. There was one point where he came off the field and it looked like he said to McVay, I can't throw the ball. Now, again, that's total speculation. I can't read lips, so I don't know. But it looked like that. And what it looked like on the field was that he could not throw the ball. You're telling me that's going to last for 16 more games? Okay. But I think that all is not right with the Rams, although this is not a Rams podcast, but I did enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, it was fun. And it's also interesting to note that the Cardinals have to play the Chiefs and the Seahawks have to play the Broncos. Mm -hmm. You know, the 49ers come out looking good. They're going to be number one in this division immediately. And that's just, you know, you always want to have a lead on your division and just look like the best team in any given week. But yeah, that was that was fun to watch the Rams just uh, suffer a little bit. Like Stafford, three interceptions. He led the I, like I get he led the league last year in interceptions with Trevor Lawrence, and they went on to win the Super Bowl, so it ended up being fine. But three interceptions, and they were all pretty ugly too. It wasn't like oh, like it was the receiver's fault. Like they're all like, what are you doing, man? Well, that's what we've been saying about Trey, though, right? Like interceptions are okay if you're also throwing touchdown passes. Stafford didn't really do much of that last night, so he didn't. He wasn't like attempting to go deep. Like I know the Bills play the the two deep safety, so it's hard to get those big chunk plays on them. But it was interesting to me. It was just everything was under, even when they were down by 21 points. Like they weren't trying to do anything. It was just like, oh, we're just gonna take our time and throw five yards. And when I see Josh Allen. I can't help but think that 
maybe the 49ers offense could look similar. Like he's throwing these rocket balls he's down so the good. field. And I'm just like, yes, like those are the things that you can do when you have a quarterback with mobility and with that arm strength. But he can do it because they relied on his legs his first two years while he developed his arm into being a better passer. But also to this day, he's a good passer because the defense is so worried about him running on that deep pass to Stevon Diggs there on that last touchdown. Like it looked like he was going to take off and run. So the defense was like, Oh, we got to stop him. And then he just chucks it at the last second. It's like, if the defense isn't scared, you're going to run, then it's not going to work out for Lance. He has to take off and run when he has a lane. And again, I hope that was just preseason. He wasn't doing it. And I know Levin's like, oh, he's not a guy to just take off and run. He looks to pass. It's like, that's great. But for him to fully develop into the superstar, he needs to take off and run when he has a lane immediately. Like, go get those chunk yards. And I think that his the threat of his rushing is really I think Kyle almost likes it more than his actual rushing because Kyle has talked about how just the threat of that opens up the passing game. It makes it easier to pass. It can help define reads. It can get people and linebackers out of position, which will help open throwing windows for you. But if he never does it, the teams aren't going to be threatened. (laughs) Agreed. You have to actually show that you're willing to do it. Otherwise people won't. And then, then you're in trouble. So I agree. Hopefully he does. But I think that's also part of the reason why Kyle has faith that this could work because he's like, people are like, Oh, his accuracy is questionable. It's like, yeah, okay. But he's not going to have to throw into tight windows all the time because of the threat of him on the ground. Even just imagine any bootleg that he does play action bootleg where he rolls out the edge defender on the backside has to respect him running the ball has to. So that's going to hold him tighter to Trey Lance than he would be. Otherwise that's going to make the throw to the receiver coming behind him a lot easier. It is, and I think you'll be excited about one of my prop bets about Trey Lance this week. It's one of my go-tos. We'll get into that in a little bit, but Trey Lance should have a nice game here. He he really should. It's not against a hard team. Now, you brought up the rain. That does make me a little nervous. Like You don't want his first start of the season to be in rain in Chicago, even though it's September, so it shouldn't be too cold yet there, but who knows? Chicago is always just like negative 30 degrees anytime I've gone, but he, he does need to come out and he needs to look competent against the team that they should win by at least 10 points. And they should, but if they don't, like, I don't care. Just win. I'm not grading you on style points in your first or like, let's just third start ever as, as a 22 year old. I'm not, especially with less than 400 career pass attempts. So just get the win. Again, I've said all year. They will look better at the end of the year than they do at the beginning. They are still very much going to be working through things in the early going here. This is a process. Just get the win, especially with Kittle, who's probably not going to play. I know Kyle Shanahan was on KMBR this morning and said, you know, maybe he will, maybe he won't. I think the smart thing to do if the injury is is lingering to this point is to just rest Kittle for this week, right? You want Kittle for the tougher games, the Broncos games, the Rams game. Like, no, no, no. Like, he does not need to play against the Bears. Yeah, and it stinks because he might be the second best blocker on the team at this point. So you want him there, like, badly. But, like, how is he already hurt? He How? How are you already hurt? It's not even – we haven't even started the season yet. You got to stay healthy, dude. It's it's frustrating with him because even when he plays, he's he always seems to be banged up. Um, 
and they need him out there. They're going to need him out there. Once the games start to get tougher, he won't be. This is one where they, especially, that's why the depth on the roster helps so much. You've got Debo. You've got Ayuk. You've got Juwan Jennings, who can be a good player on third down for you. You've got all those running backs. You have enough to sustain this loss. Now they just got to go and do it. And I think they will. I, You know, Justin Fields is going to make some plays. I totally admit that. He's, he's physically incredible. He's going to make some plays. Don't freak out about it. I don't think he's going to make enough plays to carry them to victory because he just doesn't have enough help. Yeah, he has no help. And actually what was disappointing to me going through these prop bet lines, like I am very low on Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet and David Montgomery this week. I went through that last week, how I think this is a perfect matchup to shut these guys down. And they're pretty much the only three that matter on this offense besides Justin Fields. And then there's nothing else. So I just, I feel terrible for Justin Fields because they helped him. Like we're, we're talking about how the 49ers are doing everything to push down Trey Lance's confidence. It's like, you look at the bears and they might be making him captain, but he has nobody to help him win any games, which stinks. It's a complete reverse situation. They're looking at Justin Fields like, okay, save us. (laughs) And then that's just not fair to him at all. All right. You mentioned the props multiple times. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get into the props. We'll get into our predictions. We always give you three, at least three bets to make you money. And we'll start that when we come back. Back here on the Gold Diggers podcast, it is time to dive into some of the props for this game, Michelle. And there are so many Good ones. I don't know if they just put more on Trey Lance than they used to have for Jimmy Garoppolo or what, but every prop bet on Trey Lance is fascinating to me. Which one stood out the most for you? So the the one that stood out the most for Trey Lance, and because I can't bet on his rushing this week because I'm just too nervous. The preseason made me too nervous about the way he, you know, decided not to run when he had wide open lanes. So I'm going to focus on his passing and I'm going to focus on the longest completion because we know Trey Lance loves to throw that deep ball and he's pretty good at it. So uh, his over for the longest completion is 36.5. I'll take that over. The bears allowed a 37 plus yard reception 15 times last season. So almost once a game, we know Lance loves to chuck it and it doesn't have to be 37 air yards, right? Right. So we know Debo, and IU could get plenty of yards after the catch. So I'm happy to take that 37-yard longest completion, and I think he's going to get it. Now, you do have me a little in my head with this rain. Like, hopefully it's not downpouring. <laughs> this will make this a lot harder. So keep an eye on that before you make this bet. But I feel pretty good about that one. Longest completion. I hope they take a shot. I hope it's right out of the gate. Just We say it, that man. every week, though. We're always like, we just want them to start the game with a play action. Let it pass. fly. Like, can you just do it once, please? Let's yeah. What, like, what the hell, man? Andy <laughs> Reid used to do that all the time with the Eagles, especially when they had Michael Vick there. He loved to come right out of the gate and just launch one. I like it. 36 and a half yards. That's wow. That's long. That's interesting to me because the longest reception they have is way lower than that for 49ers receivers. Yep. Which and I, th- th- I put that down for Brandon. Ayuk over 21 and a half yards for longest reception receptions, like longest reception. I'm down for that. Like that's not long at all. Uh, you could do that with a one yard catch that he takes for 22 yards. And he 
he was that dude for this team over the second half of that season. So when I'm looking at Brandon Ayuk's longest reception, plus his receiving yards in this game, they only yep. have him at 49 and a half. I think he'll get 50 yards. He could be Lance's number one target this season. Well, like we'll see how he's used, but Ayuk hit 50 plus receiving yards in seven of the last, or seven of the last 10 games last year, including 94 yards in that game where Trey Lance started against Houston. Kittle might miss this game. Like Brandon, Ayuk should easily hit that over for 50 yards. And I'm happy to put down that he will be one of those guys to have one of those long receptions. So that's interesting to me. When did you look up that Ayuk number? Because I looked it up yesterday and it was 50 and a half. So I'm wondering if it has gone down, which yeah, I, don't know. I just looked it up right before the pod. I don't know why it would go down. I like it even better at 49. Like that, I'll take that. Yeah, it's still sitting at 49 and a half with plus 105 odds too. So they're expecting, you know, people must be betting the under pretty hard, which I yeah. don't I don't get why. Somebody in this game for the 49ers is gonna have a catch more than 21 and a half yards. I'm I'm utterly convinced of that. Now, will it be Ayuk or Debo? I don't know. Somebody is going to. Maybe it'd be Danny Gray or Ray Ray McLeod. I have no idea. <laughs> But I would be stunned if the Niners did not have a couple of bigger chunk plays like that in the game. So I like the I don't know that I'm with you on the longest completion for Lance, but I'm definitely with you on the longest reception. I think I will go with Ayuk with you on on that one as well. Yeah, I mean, it could be easily Debo as well. I mean, his over is only 23 and a half for longest reception. So that's gone up since I looked at it. Yeah, and it's worse odds. You're only getting minus 120. So if I'm going to bet on one of these guys, I, I want to go with Ayuk. Other things for Lance that stood out for me, total passing yardage, I thought was kind of low in this one, to be honest with you. And I know he's not going to, you know, throw for a million yards. But when I see his his over-under at 207 and a half for passing yards, that's really, really low. Yeah, and the Bears' pass defense last year was not good. So he should be able to hit that over. Versus the Cardinals, he did not hit the over. Versus Houston, he did. I don't really want to touch it because I just don't know how many times they're going to let him pass in this game. And he should have a, a nice long completion or two to help that number boost up. But I, I don't want to touch it. I wouldn't want to go under or over. Like I don't feel good about either one. Was there any other Lance bets that you want to jump on? No, that was the only Lance one. Do you have anything that you feel good about? Well, a long-term one, I think I feel good about, and it's interceptions. His interception over-under for this game is just 0.5. I think that he's not going to throw a ton of interceptions. He's not going to, I don't think he's going to put the ball in harm's way a lot. He's going to throw, have some overthrows where they're high and they, they get picked off like that, like we've seen with him a couple times. But I think he's going to end up with less interceptions on the year than Jimmy Garoppolo threw last year. I think if you bet that every week by the end of the year, you will have made money on that bet. Yeah. He threw one interception in both his starts last year, but the bears only had eight interceptions last season, which was the fourth fewest in the NFL. So like he could throw one, but at the same time, the bears just, I, I don't have confidence that they're going to force him into any errors like that. I, I don't want to. I don't want to bet on this either because one interception could be a tip off of someone's uh, a receiver's hands. Like it's just right. too. It's too hard to count on that. But that's why I mean it's a lo- it's a season long play. To yeah. me, you would do it every single week. Yeah, in any given week, anything could happen. Uh, all right, what other bets jumped out at you that you liked? All right, I like Justin Fields over his rushing yards. They have him at thirty four and a half. 
I think he'll hit 35. I think he's going to be running for his life in this game. <laughs> like, his, like, I don't, he doesn't have a good offensive line. The 49ers defensive line should just mull them. I think he's going to be, you know, getting out of the pocket. And if he sees a lane, he's going to just go because we already brought up it's Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet in this offense and pretty much no one else. So if Traverius Ward can shut down Mooney and, you know, they always shut down tight ends pretty much. So Fred Warner could do his thing with Cole Komet. I just think Justin Fields is going to have to run a ton. Fields hit this number in six of his last seven starts last season. I feel pretty good about this one as well. He could get that in one play, really. I mean, he's he can break out. We saw him spin away from Fred Warner last year at one point and run down the field. Like I, I feel confident that he's going to hit that over. It's actually gone down. It's actually three thirty-three and a half now. These numbers are changing. I don't know. If, I like, just did this right before the pod. So yeah, they are changing fast. This is weird. I have no idea if like people are overcompensating for the weather or maybe the forecast has changed. I don't know. I definitely feel good about that one. Um, Fields is going to have to do it all himself. If he's going to have any hope of moving the ball against the 49ers, like we saw last year when they played and the Niners didn't even have everybody on defense when they played last year. I think people forget about that too. Like it was not the full complement of people and Fields still had to do everything on his own. I will say if I want to bet on a Trey Lance rushing uh, prop, it would be his longest rush because that's only at 13 and a half. And I think Lance is only going to run when he has a wide open lane or when, you know, they design a run for him. So he should be able to hit that over if, you know, he actually takes off and runs ever. Trey Lance, don't disappoint me. <laughs> You're so mad at him already. Like he really hasn't done anything am. to you. Well, because I just, I just, just the way that he wouldn't run in the preseason drove me crazy. But I, again, it could have just been the coaches saying, "Stay healthy. Don't, don't get yourself hurt." Even though he was getting sacked because he wouldn't run. But whatever, whatever, whatever. I like the. <laughs> I'm clearly like freaking out right now, but that's all right. Welcome. <laughs> I like the Justin Fields anytime touchdown scorer plus two sixty five. He's going to get one. He's going to run one in. I just feel like at some point it's going to happen. I, I, he has to do it all on his own. You're going to put Mooney on Mooney, Mooney Ward against Darnell Mooney. And then it's, it's going to be save us, Justin. I, I don't think the Niners are going to shut them out some way. I think the Bears are going to score a touchdown in this game. And I think that Justin Fields is going to be the one to do it. Yeah, he probably is. I mean, poor dude. And watch them <laughs> just come out and light it up on fire. And we look stupid, but I, Bears fans are so like, I, I don't know what the word to use. Like they really truly believe this team is more talented than anyone is giving them credit for. They think their offensive line will be fine. They think the receivers are just fine. Like they, they like talking them up. They think they have a really good team. I don't, I really don't know what it is, but everyone else besides Bears fans think like they're the worst roster maybe in the NFL definitely bottom five. And for some reason, Bears fans just truly believe they have something going here. I don't, I don't see it whatsoever, but maybe we're just dead wrong and the fans know better. I don't know. Hope springs eternal in week one. I don't blame any, anybody for being hopeful. Going, If you can't find something to be hopeful about going into week one, what the hell are you doing rooting for the team? Like why even follow the sport? So good for them. They can be as hopeful as they want. They're going to get smashed in the face, but that's fine. Be hopeful. <laughs> I, I, that's fine with me. Um, receptions for the Niners. Kittle, Debo, and Ayuk are all at three and a half. 
I got to like pick one, maybe not Kittle, but other than that, Debo and, and Ayuk, like, do they think that Lance is going to throw six passes? Who the hell else is going to be catching these balls? Yeah, I would happily take Ayuk over three and a half receptions. Like they practiced together. It feels like they were, they were each other's best buddies all summer long. I I think Ayuk will be, I don't want to say main target because Kyle Shanahan loves Debo and Debo needs to get the ball in his hands for that offense to be great because Debo's great. And obviously Ayuk, you know, was the leader in this group last year in the second half because they had to use Debo so much as a runner. So Debo should still hit his overs as well. But Ayuk, if I'm betting on one of these guys, I'm taking Ayuk to have at least four receptions in this game. It's going to begin the Brandon Ayuk resurgence or surgence, because I guess he never really was anything. It's happening. And it's, his rookie season it. was amazing. Get out of here. People are going to see it. And I can't wait because I like he was a first round pick. Debo was a second round pick. They drafted Ayuk to be the number one guy. And I think he's going to show it this year. And I'm excited to see it. All right. Did you have any other bets? Because I've got one more that I like. I have one more, too. I like David Montgomery over 14 and a half rushing attempts. Like, even if the Bears, like we were saying the 49ers should beat the Bears, I still think they try to establish the run, at least in the first half. And I don't think the 49ers are going to come out and just destroy them in the first half. I could see this being a closer game for a while before they end up taking over and winning by a good chunk. But, you know, Montgomery dealt with injuries a lot of the first half of last season. But then he had 15 plus carries in seven of their last eight games last season. He did not play against the 49ers last year due to injury, but his backup Khalil Herbert had 23 carries in that game. Now he did absolutely nothing. He only had 72 yards on those 23 carries. Irrelevant. Yeah. I could see that being the same type of thing with Montgomery where he gets a lot of volume. He doesn't do much with it, but they're going to, I, I think he very easily hits over 14 and a half rush attempts, even if they're losing in this game. And the last bet that I have, Robbie Gold, field goals made, one and a half. I feel super confident. If it's raining, that's even better. Like, abs- the Niners are going to be conservative. To me, I could see them getting a field goal on their opening possession and then at the end of the game, getting one late to salt it away. To me, Robbie Gold, over one and a half field goals made, I think it's easy money. Yeah, I don't bet on kickers because kickers aren't real. Uh, (laughs) money's real right no i know i know no i like that bet i like the bet i really do i think that's a good one i want to ask where are the sack props like i wanted i wanted team sacks i wanted nick bosa Bosa sacks sacks. this should be seven sacks in this game like (laughs) i want so many sacks i want nick bosa to come out and get three or four sacks to start the season like they should destroy this offensive line and there's no bets on that. If you can find bets on that, do it. Like, I don't yes. even care what the over is. Take the over, over, over. I totally agree. And this is something I wanted to say on Lance before we wrap up. I, I forgot to mention this. There's an opportunity now because nobody has really any information on Trey Lance. The bookmakers may be getting stuff wrong, right? Cause they're kind of just guessing like we are now granted their guesses are a lot better than ours usually, but like no one really knows for sure what to expect from Lance and his tendencies and all of that stuff. So if you feel confident about his completions, which are at 17 and a half or his attempts at 26 and a half, that seems really high to me. But if you feel confident in one of these numbers, 
you this may be a spot for the first probably couple weeks where you can take advantage of just nobody having any information. Yeah, you definitely can. And I feel like we I feel like we see these in these player prop bets, but at the same time, man, you know, just Vegas always gets you. You're like, oh, these are so st- stupid lines. Yep. <laughs> You're like, these are so stupid. Like, obviously, he's gonna hit this. Like, they just haven't caught up to my favorite team yet. Like, they just don't know how good this player is yet or how bad he is. It's just like, and then Vegas will be dead on on the numbers, and you're like, damn it. I agree. Like, trust me, I'm not. I'm not like, oh, I have a system guy. Like, no, that's not me. <laughs> Vegas is amazing at this. That's why they have all those casinos. They didn't get them from being wrong all the time. But I just think in a specific case for a, a short, short period of time, there is opportunity. And then, of course, they will adjust. And then that's what happened with the Patriots when they went 16-0. and They were destroying people early on. Vegas lost money early and then they were like, okay, we need to adjust. And then they adjusted and then it was fine. you go look at the, how they did against the spread. Like the second half of that season, they did not outperform the spread at all. Cause Vegas figures this stuff out pretty quick, but there is a chance here and you should take advantage. Speaking of the spread, they have the 49ers minus seven. That is tied for the highest in the NFL this week with the Ravens over the jets and the Colts over the Texans. Are we feeling good about that spread? Because I am. I, I think they should definitely win by a touchdown. I agree. And it doesn't necessarily have to be 10 points. Sometimes like when I see a seven point spread, I'm like, well, are they going to win by 10? They don't have to win by 10. They could win by eight. They could win by nine. So I think slow, lo and behold, somehow when it's all said and done. Did you just teach us numbers? Yes. Eight is more than seven. Nine is more than seven. I'm Thank just, you. <laughs> I was just illustrating how sometimes my mind goes to like the next round number and that's not necessarily the oh. right way to think about it. Oh, you know, okay. Can you well, go a single show without making fun of me? Just one. <laughs> just, that was just a silly comment. Like they could just win by eight points. It's like, yeah, they could. They could. That's, that's, oh, that's more than seven. <laughs> sorry. I'm very sorry. I don't mean to be mean, but also, I, I do find this interesting because that means Vegas expects, expects this game to be around a 23-16 to 16 game favoring right. the 49ers. Uh, really low scoring. I could see that happening for sure. Like that, that feels about right to me, 23-16, to 16, if I had to make a bet on the points. You know what that means, don't you? What? Two Robbie Gold field goals. I'm telling you, take that over. Or they could, you know, miss an extra point. How dare you? Robbie's not going to miss He'll an hit extra two point. Vehicles. This is yep. his old stomping grounds. This is the Robbie Gold revenge. Remember, I remember when they played in 2017, and he was he actually ended up kicking five field goals in that game, including the game winner. And he was like, "Yeah, kind of like this is my revenge game." So trust me, oh, you'll win your money. revenge game. I don't know why you disrespect kickers so much. What is your problem with them? I love Justin Tucker. Why? Why is he so much different than other kickers? Because he'll make anything. Like, kickers can ruin games, and that just makes me so mad. Like, you were no part of this game, and you could just lose a game for us. Like, the Steelers have a good kicker, so there's no reason for me to hate on them. Like, Chris Boswell is very sturdy. He's solid. He makes big kicks. But, you know, it's just like, when you come in... makes no sense to me. When you come in at the end of the game to make a 37 yarder because the team got you down. And then if you miss it, it's just like, really dude, like what a waste. This just in 
all football players are not perfect at their jobs. Quarterbacks throwing completions, offensive linemen miss blocks, receivers run the wrong route. You know kickers what it is? I'm a fantasy girl, and kickers piss me off in fantasy. That's exactly what it is. You yeah. are a fantasy oh, girl. Can, are we are we done with this game? Because can I hate on you for being a, co- a commissioner real quick? Sure. Why not? You've made fun of me a little, but let's get some more in. Okay, so when was our draft Saturday night? Last Saturday night? Yes. So, A, you had like five auto drafters in your draft. Like, who That's not my fault. It is, though, because A, everything, guys, every communication in this, in this fantasy league is through email, which is just hilarious. Email, like they're 900 years old. And so you have to pay attention to every single email that comes in. Like, who checks? Now imagine that. Wow. What a sacrifice. But no, you also change the time of the draft, like the day before. No, and, not the day before. Not even close to the day well, before. I didn't even notice it until the morning of because Kate asked me, when is the draft? And I told her the time that was the original. And then I went back to look at the email. I was like, oh, it's actually this time. Yeah, so I saw imagine that. But so, you oh, didn't hold on, like hold on. when the draft started, you didn't like stop to be like, hey guys, like just reminder, the draft is today at this time, or even send a reminder that day. Like I would never let the draft go on if people were in the draft room. You stop the draft, you wait for them to come, or at least check if they're coming. And then one guy wrote afterwards, Oh, I guess the draft time moved. Like because he didn't see it, but it's like, how did you not remind people of the draft that day and remind <laughs> them of the time and then stop the draft when people were in there? Terrible commissioner. Terrible. Michelle, this is a league for adults, okay? If you can't be on it enough to get your stuff together, that's on you. I First of all, I asked everybody before I changed the time, is this okay? Nobody said anything. I changed the time. ESPN sends out an email when the draft time gets changed. So everybody was notified both by me and by the league itself. It's not my fault. If you guys don't have your stuff together, stop blaming me. I mean, I was there on time and then 30 seconds per pick. Do you guys just hate having fun? Like the draft is so much fun and it was over in 30 minutes. Do you guys hate fantasy football? I love fantasy football. Again, You don't, if you're not ready, it's not like you get stunned when you're on the clock. You have plenty of time to plan these things out. There's a cue there. Make your list of people. So then when you come up, you pick the guy at the top, like a real NFL team. Oh, you only get 30 seconds on the real NFL team or do you get 15 minutes or 10, I guess now, but they know who they're going to pick. They're just waiting for trades. They're not having arguments in the room about who they're going to pick. They know who these picks are going to be for the most part. I just thought it was silly that there were so many auto drafters and that you as a commissioner, didn't, you know, reach out to these guys to be like, Hey, no, you're just salty because you didn't enter your keeper in like you were supposed to. And then you almost lost oh, yeah, that was the whole thing too. Yeah. Again, you not being on your stuff. I'm a commissioner of me. an ESPN league of a keeper league. People send me the keepers and I enter it for them or they can go on if they want to, but I entered them all that morning for my team. Cause I'm a commissioner of a league and I take that job. Seriously. I hate it. I hate being commissioner of a fantasy league, but I would never just be like, Oh, you guys, you know, especially you didn't even tell me to go in and enter it. You just said, you know, tell me your keeper or you. Oh, you that is somewhere. not true at all. No, what what initial- word did you say? The initial email said, get your keepers in an hour before the draft. Your, and then get I get your keepers in. It didn't say go on the ESPN site and mark your keeper. It said, get your keepers in. I set you my keeper at 11 a.m. that morning in a text. Didn't hear from you all day. You could have said, oh, can you enter that in ESPN or wrote back anything? And you didn't. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah, it's too late. No, <laughs> I even said, <laughs> again, with that stupid voice. <laughs> 
I even sent a reminder email about the keepers of a few days before the draft. So you but got you two didn't reminders. say go to ESPN and enter. We're brand new to this league. How are we just supposed to read your mind? How could it not be your job? You're the owner of the team. Listen, if you're going to be a commissioner, you got to do some things. You just want to do nothing as a commissioner, not have any responsibilities. And you, you should let someone else take over next year. Maybe not me. I'm a problem solver. All right. I tell everybody what they need to know. And if they don't do it, I solve the problem. When you didn't get Austin Eckler at first because we had an auto drafter steal him from you after you didn't enter him as your keeper, who solved the problem? Me. So I don't want to hear it. I'm going to destroy you guys in this league because if someone even commented, I think it was you, oh, you you win or lose in the draft. Like, no, it's the exact opposite. You, you can draft whoever you want. You can go. It's all about the waivers, all about the movements you make in season, staying on top of it. Like, you... It doesn't matter at all, really. Like, you could auto-draft and you'll be all right. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. That's big talk from you. We'll see how it all works out. Remember, everybody, continue to rate, review, follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. We are grateful for every single review, even if you're going to be a mad face and give us a one star. We're still grateful for it. Reminder, the Crossover Podcast is back this year. We did it at the end of the year last year. It is back, so I'm going to have a 15-minute interview with Lester Wiltong of Windy City Gridiron, all about the Bears, what's going on with them, where the 49ers can attack, everything you need to know. That's going to come out tomorrow, so you'll be ready and primed for the game on Sunday. And then, of course, after the game, Instant Reaction Podcast. Join us. We will commiserate. Hopefully, we will be celebrating a 49ers victory. Michelle, I hope you have a fantastic weekend and lose every fantasy matchup you ever play. Bye, y'all.